0: Hey, I'm Michael Woodley, pastor at First West. Thank you so much for joining us today. Here in just a second, we're gonna dive into God's word and to see what it says about who he is, about who we are, and about the hope that can be found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that today God's word will encourage you, it'll challenge you, and it'll allow you to see that no matter where we find ourselves, there's always hope because of Jesus Christ. So let's dig in and see what God has for us today in his word.
1: So I spent time as a college minister uh, at a university that I won't mention because it usually just divides everybody in the room. But um, when incoming freshmen would come, I would get a lot of parents who were concerned and rightly so dragging their incoming freshmen into my office as a college pastor. And it was evident from the very get-go, this guy or this girl really didn't want to be there, but their parent wanted to get them some religion, right? Right. So I would go into everything that we were doing on the campus and how they could get involved. And you could tell it's just this growing disinterest from the kid and this more and more frustration from the parents that they know that their kid's disinterested. I just got to a moment where I realized, I'm selling something you're not buying. So I I would kind of abbreviate the thing, and I just said, hey, son, look at me for a second, or hey, daughter, look at me for a second, speaking straight to the kid, not the parents. Whatever you're looking for here, you're going to find it. If you're looking to figure out who Jesus is, to lean into your faith and your doubts, and to have the context of community and have a church surround you so that you can figure out how God uniquely created you to be and live life to the full, it's here. And if you want to throw your life away, if you want to run as far away from Jesus as you can, if you want to go into a pit of depravity and debauchery, it's here. You're going to find what you're looking for. And if that's true, you can find what you're looking for. Can you ask her a question in your heart this morning? What are you looking for? What would you show up here looking for this morning? This is one of Jesus' favorite questions, right? What do you want? What are you looking for? I think some of us would say if we're following Jesus, hey, I want identity, security, and purpose. I want to love my neighbor as myself. I want to figure out how it's more than just attending religious services, but how it's going to infiltrate my community, my life, my marriage, my kids, my faith, my family, my finances, all of it. I want it. Great. Awesome. Can I ask you a follow-up question to that? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Now, this is, um, this is a hypothetical, but it's scary to me because it may be a reality soon. What if I could take, download a digital copy of everything you've looked at this past week? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it all in black and white. And the only moments I'm going to mark with color is when you were looking for the Lord or looking at someone with the Lord or thinking about the Lord. How much color would be in your life my question is make sure that what you're looking at is what you're looking for William Blake uh, turn of the century painter theologian said this we become what we behold my question is what are you beholding What are you looking at? All he's doing is echoing Paul's words in scripture, right? We are transformed from one degree of glory to next by beholding Jesus into his image. We're just, you know, the psalmist who says, turn my eyes from worthless things so that I can find the pathway of life in you. And in our text this morning, the warrior, king, and worship leader is going to say, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face. Always. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 16. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. I'm going to read this, uh, um, and I'll point out a couple things, and then we'll sing and get blessed and have an opportunity to respond again and shake our heads about all the curious things that the Lord is up to. Second Chronicles 16, while you're turning there, let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear? Jesus, would you go before us in this text and make a way? And together we say the words that ravage your heart. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen? Amen. 2 Chronicles uh, 16, and I'll start in verse 7. That day David appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. The answer is Christ in me. Not me in a different set of circumstances. Right, students? Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, the judgments of him he pronounced. You servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen one, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. I'll say the word of the Lord if you'll say thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. All right, so when my kids were younger, I used to help them try to memorize scripture with hand motions. Actually, it was for me. So this is super silly, but I'm going to ask you to do it with me, okay? We memorize the passages of this scripture together. Do exactly what I do if you're comfortable with it. Look to the Lord. Come on, guys, seriously. I, I Actually, <laughs> I am a human being. I do need some response. <laughs> I know it's silly, all right? Look to the Lord and his strength. In his strength. Seek, his Seek his face always. I guarantee you'll remember it now, right? I hope it haunts you in the shower. <laughs> Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. <laughs> now you're making fun. You're not laughing with me anymore. <laughs> I just want to take a sniper rifle right on this passage, okay? Uh, there's a lot of people who like to go shotgun approaches through scripture. I want a sniper rifle. I want a word. I want a phrase. And I want to drill down into it. And I want it to pierce my bone, my marrow, and my soul. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Hey, make sure what you're looking at is what you're looking for. David's telling us this, Right? Because he's a younger brother, he knows what it's like to constantly compare himself to others and be left out. In the context, he just brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. Why? Because he says, hey, make sure what you're looking at is what you're looking for. The power, the presence, and the provision of Yahweh, our God. Make sure we're looking at that. And in this passage, right, he gets out in front and he dances around a little bit like this. He says, I'm going to get even more undignified than this. His wife despises him, which is true for every man who's ever danced in public. Your wife despises you. One of the rules in our house is we're going to dance a little bit every day. Why? Because I'm looking to the Lord in his strength and seeking his face always. I can't handle the financial pressures. I can't handle the parenting pressures. I can't handle the job pressures. I can't handle the health pressures. I got to look to the Lord in his strength. And seek his face always. And when I see him smiling back at me, I'm going to dance a little bit in the kitchen, right? Dance a little bit every day. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Why? Because I know where I'm headed. The rest is just details. So look to the Lord in strength. David's out there dancing. He knows what it's like to constantly compare himself. When he was a kid, right? He got passed over even by his dad when they had the lineup for king. He's like, oh, no, no, that, you don't want David, right? Scripture calls him the little ruddy little runt of the litter. And he's out there what? Probably out there dancing in the shepherd's field, playing his harp, connecting with Jesus. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, Daniel, the prophet wants to see you. Okay, that's the one. And what does the Lord say to the the prophet? Hey, you looked on the outside, but I look on the heart. The Lord's looking at the heart of every single one of you. And he's gonna use the least likely suspects to lead, to provide, to dance, to lead worship. Look to the Lord and his strength seek his face always uh one of the reasons i think it's important that we continue to make sure that what we're looking at is what we're looking for is because it'll change your perspective the more that we look upon the face of the lord all of a sudden you'll realize it actually changes what you're seeing all right so i going to do a little quick experiment with you guys yeah baptisms love you wet hair don't care um this is a, a, an experiment that uh, scientists at the University of Michigan were doing that were studying brain. Now, if, this, if you've already seen this on social media, I apologize. I've been fasting for social media for 10 years, so I have no idea what's happening in those realms. So if you've already seen this, uh, wah, 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 all right? But in just a second, we're not going to put it up yet. In just a second, I want you to raise your hand as soon as you see the duck in this picture, okay? So in just a second... As soon as you see the duck, raise your hand. Three, two, one, go. Who sees the duck? You got it, you got it, you got it? Awesome, put your hands down. Who sees the rabbit? This is gonna take us a while to come back, but right? You see the duck? That's its bill right there. It took me 20 minutes to find the rabbit that's his ears. Got it? You see both? I had to call my daughter in because I was so frustrated. I said, they said, there's a rabbit. Where is it? She's like, oh, here it is, dad. Why? Because what you're looking for changes what you're looking at. That's why we as Christians can step into a situation and where the world sees hopelessness, we see hope. Where the world sees faithlessness, we see faith. And where the world sees powerlessness, we see power for the kingdom of God to be released here on earth to the least likely people. You're looking at these kids and you see a duck, but God sees a rabbit, a king, a worship leader, a disciple maker, and a church planner. When are we gonna look at the Lord and his strength? seek his face always and the picture changes it changes i never saw that in you half of what it means to be a pastor if not the whole thing where's blake is i see things in you that you don't yet see in yourself give me eyes to see and ears to hear and you every one of you in here knows how important that was in your story someone saw something in you that had called it out that you didn't yet see in yourselves look to the lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember his miracles, his wonders, and his marvelous works. It also changes the way that you see yourself. Sometimes you'll look in the mirror and you'll see an ugly duckling, but when you look through the Lord's eyes you see a velveteen rabbit. Sometimes you'll look at others and you'll be frustrated at your relationships for how they failed you and not lived up to your expectations, and then all of a sudden you look at it through the lens of the gospel, and you see forgiveness, you see healing. Changes the way that we look at the world, right? Not something that we're trying to protect ourselves from, but to go out to and meet their needs. I have a good friend, uh, Michael Boggs, uh, who's worship leader pastor friend. He uh, is from Oklahoma, and he went home one time, and he's there in a service, and a guy walks up to him that he went to high school with. And as he tells it, this guy was the guy, right, running around, hard life, drugs, the whole nine yards. And as he approaches, he notices that he looks different, and he says, "Mark, you're the last guy I expected to see in church." And he said, "Yeah, me too." So they caught up, and he said, "Well, tell me what's going on, man. I burnt it to the ground. I did everything that you said. I I did and more. And I spent some time in prison, and I've really just messed my life up. But I found Jesus, and I'm trying to follow him the best that I can." But it's a struggle most days. When I look in the mirror, I see the effects of hard living. I look 20 years older than I really am, and it's really depressing sometimes. And Bog said to him, okay, well, what do you do? Like, how are you, you working through that? And he says, well, I take out a Sharpie and I write Scripture over my mirror. And he said, oh, is that so you can memorize Scripture? He said, no, it's so I see myself through the Word of God. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Like, let's, let's be really honest right here. Hey, Chris, <clears throat> great talk, great scripture. How do I look to the Lord when I can't see him? <laughs> We're allowed to ask honest questions. Good question. Here's what I'd say to you. You may not be able to see him, but you can recognize him. And Welms says it this way, Christmas comes every time you see Christ in another person. And that he's designed you through the word of God and the people of God to see the picture of God. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always, because when you seek his face, you see joy and security and attachment and the way that he looks at you and approves of you because of his son, Jesus Christ. And you can become fully alive, fully known, fully connected. And in the words of the great theologian Soren Kierkegaard, And now, by the grace of God, I become myself. And you are a gift to the kingdom, a masterpiece that God created with works in advance for you to do. I' going end with this story, and then uh, Chuck can come up, and we'll, we'll sing, because I know I'm, I'm flirting, you guys got some roasts in the oven. Um, I do want to say this before I tell you this story. Jesus doesn't ask you to do anything he hasn't done for you already. Looking out at the city, he wept. He's been looking for you. Looking at the people, he felt compassion for them. For they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Looking at the crippled man lying there, he said, do you want to get well? Looking at the religious leaders in anger. Looking at the man with the shriveled hand, he said, stretch it out. And it was restored. Looking at them, he said, with people it's impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And to the one who is seated on the throne, he said, Look, I'm making all things new. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. I want to show you a picture real quick. This is Lila Trotter. She was born in the late 1800s, okay? You may not have heard of her, but she was a pretty well-known artist. She was doing watercolors, which were pretty uh, difficult at the time. young prodigy at a young age, but also grew up in a Christian home and had a real heart for ministry. Well, there's this art critic in London at the time, right? He comes and finds her work, and he says this in the London Times about her. She may be the greatest living painter that I have ever met, and her work will be immortal. She starts studying underneath him. They're making paintings. They're doing great. And he pulls her aside a couple years later because she's on the precipice of becoming a world-renowned uh, artist. And he says to her, I need you to devote 100% of your life to becoming a great painter. And in her journals, she ran out into the woods, which is where she connected with God the most. And she said, I cannot pursue what God wants for me and dedicate my entire life to being a painter. She turned her back on that, always had a heart for North Africa, had been helping prostitutes in London, get out of the trade, find better jobs. She decided, I'm going to North Africa to be a missionary. No mission agency would send her or sponsor her. She funded her own way there and spent 40 years in obscurity. And there she continued to paint. I think we got one of her paintings there. She didn't stop painting. She just stopped going after that notoriety. And she continued to write. And out of her journals comes one of the most famous hymns that we've ever sung. Because she's spending all this time stripped down in North Africa with only Jesus to lean on. And she says this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. What is she saying? Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. We're gonna sing and respond. And you got two options, right? You can check the box for church this morning. You go, no, thanks, Chris. I'm not gonna look to the Lord. I'm just gonna glance at him. I'm gonna glance at God, not gaze at his glory. I'll give him a head nod every once in a while. I'm not gonna look to his strength. I got my own strength. I do this, I got this. I'm not going to seek his face. I'm going to seek the face of others and their approval. That's good. Go for it. Yeah, you guys want to stand? That's awesome. Students are leading you guys again. (laughs) Let that next generation lead. Or you can look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Hey, let's remember the miracles the marvelous works and the judgments of God amen amen
2: turn your eyes upon Jesus look for in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strange in the light of his glory and grace, Sing that, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look for in his wonderful face, and the thing Just one more time, turn your eyes upon Jesus and say, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for in his wonderful faith. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light.
3: Invincible Anything, anything's possible Unstoppable Anything, anything's possible Been through the war, still got my soul Still gonna be holding on Invincible Anything, anything's possible Invincible And through the rain rain. in the eye of the hurricane. Me and you, we can hold it down. We can always make it out.
4: Always make it
3: out. never broken. Show up in every moment. Find home in the darkest night. Let the light within me shine. (laughs) shine. Through the curve, under the waves. Rose to the surface, and I found my way. Moved every mountain and broke every wall. Possible in
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We hope, again, that you were uh, encouraged by what God had to say for you and for your life. I just want to extend an invitation for you today. Maybe today you realize that you need Jesus in your life. Maybe today you just need to take that next step in your spiritual walk, or maybe you've got a spiritual need, and I want you to know that we would love to come alongside you and serve you any way that we can. Feel free to reach out to us at firstwest.cc, or you can call the church, 318-322-5104, and we would love to help you in what God is doing in your life. Have a great day.